on this episode of Chronicles of the Whip, I interviewed DJ Steady from the world famous Who They Want podcast. Me and Rich basically asked him some questions about how he got started with his podcast. You know what I'm saying? He asked me about my podcast a little bit. Then we went into a little small talk, you know. Um, I forgot the conversation, but you know, it was it was good. It was a very interesting podcast. You know what I'm saying? I just want to thank DJ Steady for showing up from the Who They Want podcast. You know what I'm saying? And I went on his show the next day and, you know, we did an interview. So, you know, it was, it was cool. It was cool. So, you know what I'm saying? Sit back and enjoy the episode. And if you want to, check out DJ Steady and the Who They Want podcast. Hey, how's it going? It's Rich. What's going on, Rich? Man? All right. So we ready? Yeah, we ready. Okay, so you know we're on Chronicles Little Whip. You know what I'm saying? We introducing Stedman. You know what I'm saying? So Stedman, um, you know you've been podcasting for uh, how long you been podcasting? I have been in the game for two years strong. Oh, we the same, huh? Dang, we the same age out here. Oh, that's tight. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. You know, like I told you uh, previously, you know, I listened to a couple of your episodes. You know what I'm saying? I. I want to be a fan favorite, you know what I'm saying? When I come on your show tomorrow, I, I appreciate the uh, the invitation and everything and everything Absolutely. like that. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, uh, oh, I'm, I'm part of Chronicles of the Whip. I'm rich. I've known Charlie for about eight, seven years now. Seven years. We've been going along from day one, you know what I'm saying? But we're a little edgy <laughs> in the podcast, but, you know, I try to bring the, uh, I, I don't know, the level-headedness to the to the. No, no I gotta have that one, that 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 one in the middle. I got it. Yeah, absolutely. That's not him. I don't care what the uh, fuck he's saying. Uh, Go with that bullshit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about what he's saying. That's all cap. That's all cap. Uh, I, I mean, I'm a little abrasive. I'm a little abrasive on some things, on some issues, but I always try to, you know, like to know what I'm talking about. You know, try to get to the heart of the matter. We always want to lead a lead a people with with something that they can take home with them. Right. Well. Yeah. So, uh, what made you start podcasting? What made me start? It's always been a passion of mine. It's always it's one of those things that you see and don't see at the same time. Growing up as a fan of radio shows like D.L. Hughley and you know Joe Bullard and so forth and so forth, it just was like, mm, man, you grow up and be like, I want to be that one day. So I just developed this character, this DJ Steady, and was like. I got into the music life. I wanted to be a hip hop star and all that thing came. But then I just was like, man, you get bored because you start to age. And I'm like, you don't want to become an old man and you're not making that money that you thought you was going to get just because your rhymes are good. Don't mean the contract hates you immediately. So long story short, it just became like, man, I get to infuse everything I love into a talk show and like be what I see on TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did you ever think your podcast would get to where it is now when you first started? Honestly, no. Like, I gambled with the... Like, literally, it was a gamble <laughs> at first thought because I didn't really have a planned direction at the time. It was just me and my friends getting together. We put a topic on the table, and you just be like, all right, let's talk about these specific issues, put our opinions on them, and then we leave out. And then... Everybody kind of went their separate ways, respectfully. And it was just like, all right, what are you going to do now? Because, like, a fire just lit at me. It was like, I got to keep going. Like, I got used to having an audience with people picking up. And once, uh, at the time, when I was, you know, really rocking with Anchor, like, it became a really huge thing for me. And that just took off from there. Well, that, that sounds like something that we would, you know, that sounds like kind of like similar to our kind of our, our story is because we started on Anchor. Well, Charlie brought it to me first and we was he was like, yo, we could do this, you know, because we used to just sit around and, you know, talk a lot of shit. But we was like, oh, we could we could definitely make some of it. It was a good dynamic. And then we started seeing like our first, I think, what, thousand views, thousand views on Anchor. We was like, damn, we might really have something. And then people right, just, right. That know. just opens the door for like, I think I want to keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, what, what, what would you say your direction is, and your, and you're like, how do you come up with your topics? How do you come up with your direction? Is it off? Is it like you know off the cuff, or do you come? Do you do you quarterback a, a game plan before you, 
go in. It's game plan. It's definitely game plan. It's based on trending topics, current events, and um, a lot of show bookings. When you get a certain guest and you get a feel for their energy, you kind of highlight the show to go around the area and just, you know, max it out. Like, I'm about energy reader, right? So we'll start off with that 15 minutes and give you, like, the current events of the day. And then we'll goof off and, you know, talk about something personal from each of our lives. And then looking at the guests in the green room, I'll be like, all right, once I see their energy kind of perk up, I'll be like, all right, let's bring them in now while the laughs are strong and you know you got them in the comfortable zone and then you just wing it. Okay. I feel it. Well, you know, you know, like uh, like I was telling you when I previously talked to you, you know, I tried to de- have a game plan, you know, because, you know, like, like, like Rich said, me and, you know, him and the other folks that be on there, they be, uh, you know, we always hung out, you know what I'm saying? And we always drink and smoke and, you know, sit back and, you know, talk or whatever. But um, I started podcasting or whatever. But anyway, I tried to come in with a game plan and that shit did not fucking work at all. You know what I'm saying? Like that motherfuckers couldn't stay on the topic for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it's a nigga gene or I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? But that was what was happening, right? So... I said, fuck that. So I used to just get in the car and I don't say shit. I just hit the button and niggas don't even know that they even own. You know what I'm saying? And then the real shit start hitting the fan, right? So, but you know, I I don't put everything on there that I record. You know what I'm saying? I don't put everything. Like if it's way too personal or gonna make a motherfucker look too bad, you know what I'm saying? But I run everything through with them before I put it on. They the one gave me the consent, but like, like I, it's just better if we just do it like that because you know my, people know that, that the 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 camera's not on per se and they don't have to you know do extra or nothing they can just be a hundred percent themselves you know what I'm saying right but uh yeah but uh yeah so I got all kind of episodes from you know like are you a shooter you know what I'm saying <laughs> when my partner thought he was some super gang banger you know what I'm saying. And he had to get his uh, rights read to him. I mean, I, oh, we go into all different types of topics. Like the topics that we have, like, uh, what, what was the one? We have one that says, like, uh, about, you know, about reparations. We got uh, one about uh, freedom papers. Freedom yeah. papers. Yeah, I asked him, <laughs> has he ever seen any slave paperwork in his family? You know what I'm saying? From like actual slaves, like, you know, being freed and shit. You know what I'm saying? And right. he was arguing back and forth about it. I mean, actually, it, you know, it it just be funny. Like, I just listen, go back and listen to it, and I make everything up on the spot. You know what I'm saying? And just put all that shit in there. I make everything up, put the pictures on there, you know. And we got we got a lot of followers, like loyal followers, a few that are closer, and they, they wait for the, you know, the, the new episode. And they say, you know, you know, and we have some of them call in to us. You know, to they be like, you know, I usually get the one. They be like, I want to talk to you because, you know, saying the shit you said on here was a little out of pocket, or you know, just anything, you know, for the for the, you know, for the interactions, and and we take, you know, it's a good thing. But we also said some things. We talk about relationships, a lot of relationship stuff. No, 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 no. He lying. We talk about personal relationships. Yeah, you know, like that's you getting cheated on by your chick in your face. <laughs> like shit like that. Like don't 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 sugarcoat it. I mean well that's part of relationships. Yeah, I'm saying you know that I, I always thought of the show was a little too vicious, but you know, I mean people like it. They like the drama. Actually they like to just hear motherfuckers argue actually that's all they want to hear. The, you know. Ratings. It became a ratings booth, right? Yeah. yeah. That that becomes something. Yeah. 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 So you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just trying to do what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. And what we have is a little like for as far as the polish, because we listen to your podcast. It's a, it's, it's a level of polish that you have that we, that we wanted to try to incorporate, like you know, staying on from the topics position. You know, but uh, we a little, a little bit raw. Yeah, I, I would say a little bit more on the raw side. You know, because, of course, you know, sometimes we drink in and things of that nature. But it's never to the point where, like, we try to keep it nonviolent. <laughs> I mean, to a certain extent, you know, the threat of the threat of a fight has always happened. But there hasn't been, you know, calmer heads have prevailed. But, you know, it's it's always uh, I mean, if you come check them out, some of our episodes, it get it get pretty real. They be like, Did, is they going to fight? The people ask that question to us all. The, is they going to fight? Is what's going what's going on you know but you know that's that's just how it is i think it's a little we give a little mix of everything 
a little mix of everything. That's dope. I like that energy. <laughs> so where are you? You in Florida, right? So you original yep. you originally from Florida? Yep, born and raised in the Sunshine State. That's me. Yeah. Born here, I'm probably gonna end up dying. You, you, you in Dade County or something? Nah, I ain't in. No. <laughs> okay. North Florida section. North Florida, closer to like Fort Lauderdale, or closer to the border? Yeah, I'm like in between. I'm like right next to the door to Tallahassee, the capital. Okay, Tallahassee. And then, you know, straight shot to all those other places. Okay, all right. Yeah, I got a few family members in Fort Lauderdale in Dade County, Miami. And a little bit in um, in Orlando too. Yeah, my my people migrated like that too. Like they all over Florida for real, for real. Mm-hmm. How y'all doing down there with that hurricane? Uh, North Florida section is blessed to honestly say like it dodged us. Like it just came through. You know, did its thing in the South area. My prayers go out to those people. But like North area, we was we was like on the verge of bracing for the impact. Like any day now, it's gonna hit us. And then you get the report and like, oh, it done hit the water and went up to North Carolina way. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, okay, cool. You know? <laughs> you know, but we we all, we waiting for a big one here, uh, uh, earthquake. What? Who waiting? Uh, what the fuck is you talking about? Waiting. No, nigga. What? No, you waiting by yourself, nigga. What the well, fuck kind of know, shit is that? That's not something we wait. That's what the fuck I'm saying. What the, this nigga? I'm loaded. waiting for it. What? Yeah, because I got wait, but wait on your side of the city with that shit. Okay? First of all, who plans an earthquake now? That's what I'm saying. What is wrong with this nigga? I plan for a reaction to an earthquake. Man, this is California. This is California. We we, we in an economic earthquake. (laughs) We in an economic earthquake, okay? This nigga is disrespectful. Uh, It's been about 20 years, man. You waiting on a quake, nigga? Yeah. What? Because it's supposed to hit. Bro, go on with that. Might be not to be next to you no more. Mm-hmm. This nigga right here gonna shut down. Be next to me. I got water and, 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 and canned goods, my friend. You see what I got to deal with on the show? <laughs> this nigga. You see what kind of shit this nigga saying? Well, I want to know why does that become an essential? Like, let's go grab canned goods and water, like. Well, yeah, that's survival 101. Mm-hmm. We gotta do better. Oh yeah, we gotta be more prepared. Well, you know, say make sure your insurance paid up. <laughs> right, let's do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's more of a survival tactic. Oh, yeah. Worry about who got the last case, case of Aquafina or Dasani or whatever. <laughs> Fighting over tissue again. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God, God. Man. Oh, my God, it was, hey, it was hell here. You heard motherfucker made $100,000 off tissue in the pandemic? You, was that true? You hear me? What Everybody the fuck? Can't go get every roll of tissue off the shelf. Yeah, they made two hundred thousand off for the uh the 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 hand sanitizer. Niggas was really selling that for thirty dollars or forty dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. It was selling out right, like let's that. Be honest, right? A lot of these have become a good market scheme, like black market scheme. Like we're gonna hit these people with an uncontrollable virus, and then we're gonna make sure they pay every dime for like unnecessary stuff that they probably won't need in the long run. And what my biggest issue is why is it in every black community they giving away the shots? But they won't, like, I, I went to Walnut Creek and I seen maybe two distributions, which Walnut Creek is like a, a white area. And I seen like two distribution centers and it's it's one in every church in the, in West Oakland. In Oakland, where we at right now, it was one at every church, every park, every community center. And I'm like, this don't make no kind of sense. And then the people that got the shot still got sick. We knew people that was getting sick after they got the shot. They were sick before it, got the shot to prevent them to get sick again. They got sick again. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's wild. This is wildness. But the housing crisis is really bad for us here. It is, it is outrageous. If you ain't right. like government assisted, you like, you know, I pay full price rent and it is, it is, it is a struggle every month. And I watch him pay from the distance. And he watch me pay from the distance. <laughs> I don't deal with that shit. Yeah, because it is like, you know, we got 10 cities. We got 10 communities. We got a whole community of uh, uh, people, like 1,000 people living just on the sidewalk. So let me ask you a question, Stanman. So uh, you, you, you podcast full time right now? Yeah. Oh, that's tight, man. Damn, I'll try to get there. What the fuck? Hey, man, you got any tips on how I can get full-time so I can stop fucking, you know, fighting dope fiends on the corner at my security job? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be safe. Hey, man, the same way you'll get up and go do a nine-to-five, the same way, like, I look at podcasts, like, most people go put on a suit and tie, 
and go work blue collar jobs. I put on a t-shirt and some ballers and sit in front of my computer and be like, all right, who am I going to interview today? Yeah. I feel it, man. I feel that. That's why I'm trying man. to get to. I, I'm looking more like a supplemental income because uh, the government got me bent over a barrel Shit. for the next you, 25. I, you know, my dream was to be a stay-at-home father. That's what I was trying to do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that shit ain't working out for a nigga. You know what I'm saying? This man, these bitches is tripping. This oh, man. sorry. I ain't mean to say bitch, but you know, you know, the women, they tripping. You know, they out here. I don't know. They must be on that new dope that the dope fiends on. I don't know what's going on, but you know, I'm trying to be a stay-at-home father. I have no kids. It was my dream, but now I'm, now I'm able to podcast now, so, you know, I have to go for another dream. Well, one day. One day. One day I will be able to stay home and play PlayStation all day and watch kids, you know what I'm saying, make noodles, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is the life of the retirement life I wanted. It's my whole life. I was trying to retire at 25, but it didn't work out. Not gonna do it. No, 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 but what do you think? Hold on, what do you think about that? You know, men being stay at home fathers, you know what I'm saying? Just you know, women get pregnant, you know what I'm saying? Man, stay home with the baby and she gonna work. You think that's cool or what? They still gonna keep trying to collect cases because let's be real. I mean, you know, whatever version of 2K, you can be in the house and neglectful. It'll be clean. I, you know what I'm saying? I clean the house. You know what I'm saying? Wash the dishes. That's you know, I got dinner, baby. You get off the game, you can watch these for nothing. No, but you know, I can be on the game, you know what I'm saying? Like playing, you know, so I can get in tournaments to make money for the house. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that, though. I can be a professional gamer from the house, though. Oh, Lord. Quit watching the kids. You can be, you can, she can go be CEO of 7-Eleven or whatever. 7-Eleven. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm supportive. Well, I'm more traditional. I I, I can't I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I have to have because I be damned. I be damned. Who, so you gonna go ask for that uh, 2K game? Yeah. I need an allowance though. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna need some kind of allowance though. Ooh, man. Right? I guess so, yeah, man. Right, you, you, I mean, but that's the dream of like these competitive gamers, right? Yeah, that's right. Game of sports. See like, what I'm saying, man? You know what I'm talking about. In it now. Oh shit. See, Sam, that's why I fuck with you. I'm glad you on this show, man, because you know I can't get this nigga to agree with nothing. Uh, no, that's right, man. You know what I'm saying? You can get a scholarship a, doing I'm just that. A traditional man, man. I can get a scholarship at my age, man. Look, look, look. <laughs> I don't know like nothing about this. Really have a whole league. Exactly. I don't know nothing about this, this new age <laughs> shit, man. I know about calluses and, and, and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know about calluses on my hands, man. I don't know, man. I, I get my meals prepared, man. My soft hands. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, uh, I'm trying to work hard. For me, I mean, it, it, for me, I wish that I had that kind of foresight but you know i was <laughs> i was i was raised by you know two-parent household by you know both of my parents and both of my dad worked and my mom stayed home so you know it was just that you know that's what i'm looking for but i seem to can't find that shit you know oh, no, that's gone that era died when that's what i'm talking about man you know what you're talking about well you know i guess i guess i'm gonna be the last man standing you know what I'm saying the, the last traditional one standing Cause this, much. this yeah, right here today, you can you can blame love and hip hop. You can blame yeah. whatever Jay Z be up they got going on. In that <laughs> I don't even you know what that is. Kanye at this point. I don't know what that is, and I just like uh, I've been banging my head up and like my child's mother. Like you know, I got a six year old, and I left my child's mother when she was one. And let me tell you, when she said, "I want to know what the grass is like greener on the other side," I wasted my twenties with you. I, I, I was like, what the fuck? I wasted my 20s with you. I said, you know, then I got hit with the child support. I was like, oh, no, I'm paying for my freedom. Fuck this. I'm out. I can't do this. And You know what I'm saying? It's been bad relationship after bad relationship. Mental health issues and fucking homeless issues and shit. I don't even know. Extra kids don't know about issues and damn. <laughs> 
Like, I'm about to give this man a hug. I know, damn. <laughs> I just want a good woman. I can't find one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that shit. He he looking for one. I ain't doing that. He on his own with that looking for. You know, right now, it's, it's sister wives or nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not doing that right, shit. That's you the know? reality. See, because you know why? And I, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad you feel me because you know what I'm saying? I didn't did that one on one relationship shit and I didn't, I didn't been married and been, you know, drugged through the mud. You know what I'm saying? Even with the, the whole marriage thing and I, I did everything for her now i tell every chick like right now i got this chick trying to you know force me into a relationship and i keep telling her i'm a damaged man you know what i'm saying i can't commit to one woman it's just not happening you know what i'm saying i tried that i'm learning from my mistakes when a snake bites you one time you don't go back in the same direction that's all i'm saying you know what i'm saying so sister wives are nothing you know what I'm you're gonna have to, have to be happy with that yeah. Right, and the Will and Jada term for this would be called you into entanglement. <laughs> no, this is the funniest part. An entanglement nah. is one sided. No, no, no. I ain't doing no entanglement. I'm on tour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm on. I'm on tour. I got shows every weekend, you know what I'm saying, in different cities every weekend. You know what I'm saying? Personal performances. You know what I'm saying? You can come see me perform if you want. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on tour. Yeah, it's yeah, just keeping it. I like it. It, it. Like it's cold because like I feel like you know most us two in our relationship status is we're honest up front with the chicks, but then like you know they kind of be like we don't want you to be honest. It would just tell me a lie. Like I had a chick t- ask me to tell her a lie to make her feel better. I, I said what? I said oh, okay, uh, all right. You 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 you, you know, look good. You look good in that blue dress you had. <laughs> they become limitless once you give me the opportunity to prevent it to your face directly. <laughs> it's just cold. It's just a, it's like I'm like damn. I'm like you know what I'm saying like it's feelings over everything these days. Like damn, ain't no logic in this. Like, no. But hey, you know what? We give them what they say. Give the people what they want. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to do that right now. I got this one chick I'm talking to. You know what I'm saying? She said she don't care if I fuck other bitches. I'm like, all right, cool. She said she don't want to fuck nobody else. Now she tripping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then sometimes she be like, you know what? It's cool. I was just tripping. I didn't mean what I said. You know what I'm saying? You can go fuck other bitches. I don't want my uh, walls beat up in like that every day or whatever. So. I'm going on dates, you know. I keep it up front with her. I tell her, hey, I'm about to go on a date with this bitch over here. She, I'll be like, you know what? I'm a solid nigga. You know, I'll be like, hey, you want something to eat? We going to this restaurant. I'll bring you something back. You know what I'm saying? Like a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's wrong with People that? Kevin Gates have changed the narrative now. Like, changed the narrative? Everything look, on the table. I'm now. going, yeah, straight. I put everything on the table. Look, man, I've got these bitches. You know what I'm saying? I ain't fuck. You know, I don't care about them like that. You know, I'm fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just in it to get some money. You know, I got money from this one bitch and went back with her and had a nice time. It was, she know what was up. I told her. It was what? With me, it's like if they seek me out from a distance. Right. Shit, I got like five, three or four of them that's at least at least a hundred miles away. <laughs> and they come. They come to me. Uh, they be like, why don't you ever want to come see me? I said, look, 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 baby, I am a working man. That means that if you ain't working with me, it ain't going to work out. So, you know what I'm saying? This is what it is. Don't come in between my baby and my business and we fine. But it's and just... You know, like, we got the laws of separation there. Yeah. But then, man, let me tell you something. The, the, I had this woman tell me that she had move away from her kids. She knows she got a you know couple of kids. She said she'll move away from her kids if I'm willing to move away from mine. I said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I said, are you serious? This coming from a woman with a good job move and some her. money. No. But why not? Because that's crazy talk. Yes. Right. Maybe we your true right. love, bro. Right? True. Biological dad, but a great stepfather. Nah, man. He's supposed to take the leap. No, man. <laughs> look, look. I already took the leap, and that leap ended up in a fucking restraining order. Jump off the cliff and free fall, blood. Nah, man. It's good. Uh-uh. She, we ain't at church camp. We ain't free falling. She wants you, blood. We not doing that. She wants you. We not doing that, man. I can't I can't take the risk. She asked me why I can't introduce her to my child. I said, I can't take the risk of this not working out. And my baby asking me, my baby still asking me about two other relationships. Like where they at? I said, they moved. 
One, I said move. <laughs> the other one, my daughter, I, I said she was sick. And she said, did she die? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, but You out of Man, what you want me to tell her? She's sick. She can't understand what, what uh, adult relationships is going on. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm supposed to tell her she bipolar. She went off her medication, and then she, you know, went schizophrenic on him. Came in on you in the middle of the night with the knife. Who came in on me with the knife? (laughs) Kicked my fucking dough in. (laughs) I had like, damn, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, it's it's so much. I I don't think it's men that have changed. I think it's with with the like the sexual liberation movement of women. It's like giving them no basis. You know, they used to be able to like, from my experience, from my observation, they used to be able to like, you know, fall back on that, you know, like that, that, that woman loins. But it's like they just out here acting like men and they can't handle it. Like, he really just can't handle it. no whole spot. We didn't gain too much of the game, boy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to work the game for themselves. And it's like, I can do it, too. If you can do it, I'm going to do it. That's but you ain't, but see, this Try is the problem. I don't cry in the mirror <laughs> after I do my game. <laughs> like, because, <laughs> no, I walked in. I walked in. I was in, you know, I leave, left a chick in my house. You know what I'm saying? I had to go to work, come back and everything. And she was, she was literally crying in the mirror when I came in talking about she doesn't know where her life is going. And I'm like, what the fuck? I said, we just, she said, I, I just want to be held and I want to be loved. And I said, shit, that's what we did last night. <laughs> what changed in the course of eight hours? Yeah. I was like, damn. I was like, you're unstable. <laughs> I said, you gotta leave them alone. Them crazy, and it's and it's all of them. That's the ones I like, man. Oh, I he, fuck with the crazy look, ones, bro. Crazier the better for Charlie. Yeah, shit, she gotta have a record. Yeah, she gotta have an unstable living situation. I just hit a bitch up in the pen. I just found one. I suck. I, I suck one out. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm trying something new. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I she I like, has a wonderful penmanship. I like to expand my horizons. She's wonderful say. penmanship. She's a nice lady. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think she ain't from burning some shit down, though, but you know, it's all good. She can come by the house. As long as it ain't his shit. I ain't tripping. She can come by the house. <laughs> she can start a campfire in the back or something. <laughs> she she likes to burn shit. <laughs> I set it up for her. We're going to have some s'mores, man. <laughs> you see her We're here for you. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's crazy, man. It's just like, and especially in the ages that we in, like, I mean, you know, about to be in my mid 30s, 34. You know, Charlie, you know, what, you 36 now? Hey, man, check this out. Why are you calling out my age? I'm just, I'm like, just giving it. Like, I'm just we giving. don't need you calling out my age, though. Uh, I'm you right. What did you just I ain't ashamed, but I'm just saying, though. I don't need you just, you know. I didn't know it was a secret, yeah, bro. Bro. You know what I'm saying? You look good for I'm your age. I'm still trying bro. to get some young pussy, bro. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Huh? What'd you say? We just say seven. Pre middle age, it's okay. Yeah, hey man, I just still want to get some young pussy. Hey man, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm, we on the we on the uphill. We on the up. We ain't quite reached the peak yet. We hoping that the podcast gonna get us there to the peak. So it will. Yeah, that's what we do. We just want to stop working. <laughs> not not stop working for somebody else. I really just that was always my dream is to sign my own checks. I didn't know how. I didn't know when. But I just want to be able to be in control of my own money instead of having to wait on the check. It's depressing. It's uh, you know, it's draining. The beauty of entrepreneurship, right? Yes. Yeah, I got something in my like. I will quit my nine to five, and they'll be like, "What? Well, I'm gonna invest in me. Yeah. I'm gonna take my last little bit of pension and start a business." And and that's what nothing wrong with. It. And that's what I be I be threatening. Sometimes I be threatening my job. I be like, they be like, "Oh, you know, you don't want to lose this job, and you don't want to get fired." I said, "Please do." I said. Let me let me be what I'm supposed to be. I say like, <laughs> I be like, look, I, you know, I go in there every day with I don't give a fuck, because <laughs> I'm like, I got hundred and thirty thousand dollars in my and all of the money that they gonna owe me, like a hundred and five thousand dollars after taxes. And I'm gonna tell I you, have to get a business off the ground for sure. Hell yeah, but I don't want them. To, if I get hundred and five, my baby mama taking at least twenty five. You know. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the reason yeah. why I'd rather give it a seven hundred a month. Start selling drugs to get that back. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's the whole thing. I'd be like, look, I wanna, I wanna walk in the light, <laughs> but it's hard. 
<laughs> All I see is shadows. Jesus, <laughs> idiot. It's hard out here, fuck. It's hard. It's hard. It's fast money so easy. And like, I, we proud. You know, it's like, it was a... I was proud of Charlie. I was proud of myself. We didn't really fall into the... You know, when they was giving out the loans, the PPP loans. Like, we I know, fucked up. I should have took one. No. Nah. let niggas off the hook? What kind of shit is that? Like, look, it's 10... It ain't no statute of limitation on the government. Man, they say they let niggas go. They letting them go today. It was too easy for us. Yeah, they letting them go today. Shit, five years from now, you know, you, you're doing good. You getting a knock on the door. The letter in your mailbox. Yeah, they like, knew what they was doing. They wanted to be, and they know us minorities, us black folks were going to be the first to jump on to something like that. I read a statistic about how there is only like 7 to 10% of black-owned businesses, and uh-huh. uh, and we, we got 14% of the small business loans. Like, you know, <laughs> we got more business loans than there is black businesses. Legitimate, right. like paying business taxes. I need at that moment. And then you're like, you're not going to actually make a business out of it? Like, for what? I just needed my rent paid and my life cut back on. Yeah. And and that was caught hard. We was here in the Bay Area. There was stories of chick. This one chick that I kind of know through somebody, she got like 100000 She ran her kids. She ran her kids. And they took them kids away. Her mama, as her her mama, her co-defendant, and she got a hundred some thousand, hundred and thirty, hundred forty grand, and they just kept running it, running, ran the kids, lost the kids in the system now. But she do got some nice photos of them in some Gucci. <laughs> it was, you know, I mean, she, but it was, it's bad. They don't make Gucci pinstripes, but man, you know, she still got the socks, man. Not up in there. Not up in there, That's man. collateral, man. She got the little gibbets. She got the little gibbets that's, in her. That's collateral, <laughs> so Unless re- it's tatted blood, she ain't keeping it. <laughs> Tell you that right now. It's bad. She got, she got the Gucci symbol tatted on her blood. She not keeping it, man. man. And it'd it be rough. She rough, man. She was like, we got chicks out here. You know, they was stunned with the PPP loan getting robbed. Like robbed on the street, man. Big chains and shit. Getting shot, getting shot and robbed. Niggas, niggas in in my hood had a fucking money party. They lined up hella hundreds down on the curb, hella far down and shit. I said, these everybody out there got peas and shit. Yep. And I was not over there because I'm like, you niggas is about to get popped at. You know, say y'all all on the gram giving them locations with all this bullshit. Everybody got twenty thousand dollar chains on. I'm like, damn, make me want to do something. But, you know, I tried to do, I just want to do the straight path. You know, I thought about. Stick to the podcast. It just. I thought about going ahead and taking it and buying some bonds, you know, some governmental bonds. (laughs) Because, look, that's how I think about money. I'm like, okay, if it's a large sum of money, I want the interest off of it. I I won't do how white folk make money. How white folk make money, they get a large pot of money, they just live off the interest off of the money. That's what I want to do. And that's how you do it. You rent it, right? Right. You got to wash it. You got to wash it. You got to get it to the thing. I've seen a lot of business opportunities. Like, there was a, like, return. A lot of businesses wanted to get in on the uh, on the individual PPP loan. I know a few businesses that was like, you give me five in a year, I give you seven. You know, back seven, eight, but that's five that you, you know, that you didn't have nothing and it just rolled back to you, you know, because they needed to have that, that, that flow of income right then and there. So it was like small opportunities like that. But, you know, I was like, nah, let me not. Cause I didn't, I know the government and the government always come back and get their fucking money. Oh, so yeah, they come for they first, they're coming for that section first. Oh yeah. oh yeah. They go. I said, ain't, I said, no black person that took that damn money. Uh, that didn't have a legitimate reason ain't gonna get no tax return for a decade. Yeah, like look, I got a I got a friend right now. He stayed right around the corner from my grandmother. Right, this this motherfucker did that shit. This nigga on SSI. He was getting EDD unemployment. <laughs> ain't never ain't had no job since I known the nigga. Right, and I'm like, I told him, I said, hey, but you think they're not gonna come for you? I ain't worried about it. I was like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just let you know, bud. They were honest all that. Yeah. <laughs> and I told him, I said, hey, man, I just seen on the news where they uh, they say they putting, they started to put people in jail, blood. You, you still think they ain't coming for you, blood? 
They really coming for niggas? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had the list, like, I said, on my social media account, people from my city was, like, putting the list out of everything. Somebody got a hold of this, like, black list of, like, people that had the PPP loans and they fictitious businesses that they had to create it and was like, y'all stupid. Like, these businesses don't exist yep. and they're going to figure this out. I said, all they had and, to like, do is look months, at the taxes. They was hit. I said, look at the business tax. I said, because that's what we're trying to, I'm trying to set up for the uh, for our podcast as an LLC so we can start writing off some of the expenses. And okay. and we was, I was looking at how to set it up and everything. And I'm like, okay, you got to have a tax ID, business tax ID for what you want to do. Which is your EIN. Yeah. Once you get, e- that, once you get the LLC. And I, and that's what I really wanted to talk to you about because I know that, that now that now that we know that this is your regular business, I know you have a business and how you doing it and writing off the taxes and your expenses and things, because right now it's just coming out of our pocket, you know, and right. and that's a that's a situation where I've been looking at a lot of other people, a lot of other podcasts, and they're doing this same deal, so we could get some kind of tax because we want to get into partially like a few blogs like you know a few vlogs like use the spaces that we already currently paying for to you know get into um you know just to recoup some of our uh, expenditures but it is it is serious like yeah like we trying to make it happen we really did trying to make it happen and make it happen so we can go ahead and you know we want to help other people you know that want to get into it as well around us have different you know things you just want to expand the platform I support this 100 because that's what that's my mission that's my whole purpose of creating who they want entertainment llc is to become that like right you come to me we discuss the set monthly membership fee and then i do all the technical stuff that you don't want to do like all you have to do is pick a studio session and book a date do, do your recordings and then tell me how you want it to be released like I'm doing, I'm running mine like I would run a record company through podcast. Absolutely, and that and that and that where, that's where I see because I have a lot of you know I see a lot of potential and a few other people, but they they just they either their nine to fives is too stringent and they're they're not consistent, you know, and the product is not consistent, but they do have some you know some 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 fervor you know they do have some things because we got a few other you know we got to interchange we interchange out a few uh, other care but we do have a solid we have a third person that we have like a panel because what is the uh, there's one there's these guys out in new york they're on a podcast they're called um what i just I, but they they do like relationship stuff and the daily wrap-up i think it's called I think okay. it's, yeah i think it's called a daily wrap-up but I watched them from when they had, you know, nothing, you know, not nothing but lower followers and they've been blowing up and stuff like that. And I see the production value. And that's what I realized is that the production value is really where it's at because it's it's a good product. If you have a good dynamic, you can put out that product, but it's got to be packaged right, you know, so. Hello? Did it go? It's, it's doable it's doable like I say after we you know do this show just let me like we'll link up set up a business meeting and absolutely. let's see what we can do absolutely like, the show we know the show's gonna be show's gonna be I, I'm I'm really in uh, I really wanna know what it's gonna I'm really anticipating a good show and a good uh, back and forth and how do you decide who you bring on um, for particular topics or you just have like you know, uh, I take my my method would be I would take a particular day of the week and then kind of like just match some sort of theme to it. Like I have who they want Wednesdays, and that's kind of my day of like interviewing guests. And you know, even it's going to be entrepreneur, like whatever their particular background around is. That's what my who they want portion will be, and the conversation will be based on that. And then if you're gonna be uh, inspirations like young people who want to get in that same field you give them you know your tip your tips of the trade of if I want to be you know say a film director what would you advise me on like it's all about conversation it's about just matching energy yeah, we had this um we had this uh we, I was thinking about doing the same thing because we had we did a session uh we should have recorded our first session but it was uh called midday madness so okay. yeah, we have midday madness. So it's like you know we film it in the midday, 
right? Because usually most of our podcasts is filmed at night. Um, but we wanted to do like something like Midday Madness is like where we would get together, like, you know, all three of us, all the three of us in the in the uh, in podcast and go ahead and go do, you know, just talk about the funny. It's only going to be funny. That's why it's called Midday Madness, because it's just complete madness, you know, but it's it's structured to the point where, you know, we talk about we, we, we just sit, we just post up on a corner and just see you know, just see an active corner and just see, we just talking shit about what's going on in our personal life and what's going on. Like, you know, it's mostly about women, <laughs> whatever this thing is. It's mostly, it's about, mostly women. about women. That's your problem in life. <laughs> Damn, man. I mean, it's, it's not mostly just, you know about saying. women. That's all he want to talk but, about. But we like got dynamic. I like where it can go. Yeah. It's it funny. It's but, mostly about women. But we talk about, you know, like being, you know, becoming fathers. To who? You, well, me and well, Davis. I ain't having no. Well, I mean, but you might. Well, who? You gonna have sister wives? Yeah. You gonna have multiple babies? Spread that chocolate seed, blood. I don't make that shit like blood. you got, I'm man. Not doing all you you close to the root, blood. Check this out. Get out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You that dark, dark man. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit, you you look. Everything. It ain't, no, it ain't nobody had no babies with out here. Man. I can't find one. So you know what I'm saying? It's over. <laughs> shit. I'm done with that. It ain't over till you're seventy. I just buy PlayStations for other people's kids. <laughs> That's just what I do. You know what I'm saying? Some, some, somebody's son to get lucky. <laughs> somebody's son to get lucky. <laughs> you know you got a stepson. I ain't got no stepson. Yeah, you do. I don't do none of that. You know you got a stepson, man. Right, we all know. Yeah, I, look, I, I care about all humans, okay? So I, it has nothing to do with He be that. standing up for you. He said, he said, why you treat Charlie like that? <laughs> Whatever, bro. Go with that. But yeah, it's just inspiration because, like, my biggest fear is just, like, because I have a daughter. My biggest fear is just, like, what kind of man is she going to have in, you know, when she's dating, right? Because I'm already right. I'm already to the point where I'm going to have to raise at least half of her boyfriends, if not more. Yeah, I'm just going to have to be like, look here. I'm going to be like, look, man. You know, They're going to be like, your dad's awesome. They're going to be like, look here, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to teach about women. <laughs> what? Yeah, because but they ain't, ain't going to have no daddy. You ain't ready for what I did. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't got no, they ain't going to have no daddy. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't gonna handle that. I mean, they not. Half the, there are seven kids, seven little black boys in my daughter's class. That when I went to the parent-teacher conference and everything, they they say, you know, your mother, they don't even know their daddies. And I Man. felt bad. I felt right. like I felt it was like it was something. Not even. Did you bad. feel bad enough to adopt? As them kids, they got mamas. But but you could be their stepdaddies though. What you mean? Save them, blood. Save them. You feel bad. You step in. Ain't that right, Stem? Exactly. <laughs> like you. <laughs> but look, look. I can't. Hey, I don't feel bad for seven little boys, but about trying to be that person that's exactly, missing, you but do. it's to make up for that part. That's that right. Need. So you right. step the fuck in to bring some cupcakes man, or Man, you know what? I'm going to be a pal coach. How about <laughs> that, man? Coach. I'm going to be a pal coach, man. Maybe you can get in one of the mamas, but oh, Man, man. I don't want none of them. <laughs> <laughs> none of them. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't chase off the one daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Already, I don't know. I just was just like, and they just gravitated towards me. They were just like, you know, because I have that, that, that draw with children. You know, children just... You know, rather it be little boy, little girl, they just gravitate toward him. Because I bring that daddy energy. They, they run up and say, Papa, Papa, <laughs> Papa. That's I'm not you. your daddy, boy. <laughs> but, you know, uh, what you think about what's going on with, speaking of daddies, what you think about what's going on with 50 Cent and his son? I mean, on, on the media level, it's too extra. It's too much. Like, I'm pretty sure. Like, he's a businessman, and, you know, whatever his estranged relationship is, they need to work out. I think once the media steps in front of it, it paints this bad narrative, and it makes you look like, we got to hate 50 Cent now, right? Because he's at this plateau of success in his life. And it's becoming a trend now, right? Because... Once you get to a certain branch and you create more success, like we didn't hear nothing about this son come up doing the get rich or die trying no. era. Uh-huh. We didn't know nothing about him when he was trying to rob Jay Z 
He was there. He was there in the 50 Cent. He was there in the Get Rich or Die Trying era. He was in the video. He was in the video, uh, 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 the Wankster video, yeah, holding the Ja Rule doll. He was in the That Wankster, was his son. Yeah, he was in the Wankster video. Yeah. But the problem was, the problem I see is, is that they said he wasn't doing shit for it in. Yeah, I said, I, said, I think <laughs> it's true. Well, 50 Cent, he put all the money in the account and it disperses every month. This is what right. the state, this is what the state. So taking care of his responsibilities is not the issue financially. The problem was, is that I believe that it's more of an emotional discon- that, you know, d- that, disconnect. That. Because right. you're not there. You give me all the money in the world just to make us back, but you're not, you're still an absentee dad. Like. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, but look, I look at it like this. Look at Diddy's kids. Diddy's kids is estranged from him right now, too. Then he with Kodak making yeah. that song. Yeah. Diddy's kids is estranged from him too, but right. he's, he's keeping it more quiet. Until their mom died, and then it was kind of like, oh, now maybe you see him come to the forefront mm-hmm. here and there. But yeah, I agree. I think it's a big epidemic, elite, especially with celebrity black fathers. Because look at uh, Lawrence Fishburne, and like I could go down the list, uh, you know, just right. of black fathers that have issues with their uh, with their kids, and right. it's just like it's the money. It, but right. but that's the thing. Most of the black fathers that are wealthy that are are doing it, they are paying their children. They are paying them to love them. You you know, right. like they are paying for the child's love. And 50 just is the first one that says, I'm not going to fucking do it. syndrome was like, you thought you thought you was getting it? Yeah, this motherfucker said, he said 70, about $7,000 a month. I said, motherfucker, you making, you, you, he giving you more than I'm making it right now. A, a year. Right. I said, shit. I said, you know what? I'll be 50, son. <laughs> Shit. That's, a nice apartment. That's, a, that's, that's a nice, nice apartment and to sit back and do nothing with a nice car and we had to pay all your bills and but then his stacks but like what 50 to what 50 just released on one and he was with um what's the guy off of tmz the black guy um with the dreads yeah no the, not the not the one with the dreads the uh, uh the younger one oh uh, the one that we're talking about yeah. i don't know his name i don't remember his name either but he he had a little um you know a, a live session with him and he said, you know, his mom really, you know, was t- is toxic because she he, he said about a situation that she was like, oh, I want to. He was like, the son once told his mom, I want the new Jordan. She says, OK, I get them for you, but you should have all of them. Like, that's a toxic mentality for the situation. Like, your, your daddy should basically she was saying your daddy should have you having all of them because because right. he can afford it. Right. And that's and that's a problem. I think it is for a lot of black men. Like, you know, if you can't, you have to be able to give something to your child that they can take that's not of monetary value. Where the fuck she work at? She don't work. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah. The fuck? Right. She... Look what Rick Ross did with his child. Like, Rick Ross gave his child an oh, actual restaurant, one of his wing stops. Oh, exactly. And as he should have. That was a business. I'm going to create this generational wealth by, you know, handing you a business that you're responsible for. Exactly. You fuck it up, then that's your my future money going. Yeah, but no, he's he's training I them. Know. He's training the. See, that's the thing. I don't think like for me, it was more so like I think we have this problem in the black community that's like it, it, the reason why we don't have generational wealth is because every generation feels like the next the one that comes after them has to go through that struggle and strife and that that gauntlet of fire. Because I didn't have right. my parents tell me, you got to earn it like we earned it. I said, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? Well, what did you earn it for? Well, you yeah. turned the wealth into the curse, right? Right. Now you have to relive these moments. Like, you're going to... Yeah, it's okay. crazy. I said, I know, uh, like, a lot of my white friends, you know, they, they parents is just like, you know what? You know, they make a phone call. Like, I went when I went to college in New York, they had, like... I'd probably say at least 30, 30% of the entire school. You know, I worked in admissions and, you know, I, w- I used to get the, uh, the bios for all the new coming freshmen. I got so many kids that was coming in there and telling, telling me like, look, I just need a degree because I've already know where I'm going to be at. I just need to be able to have the degree to be able to tell, to, to be able to command a level of authority because I'm going into my parents' business. I'm going to take over their business. It's already making X, Y, and Z. Like these kids were very, they had already been structured. You know, their, their father works in the diamond district. They're going to become a diamond dealer. You know, say so like, it, it, it's like, but with us, it's like, oh, you know, shit. 
you're you gonna have to start from the bottom. You know what I'm saying? You're like bootstraps, you got to earn some bootstraps before you can pull them up. Like, damn, like, what's wrong with this? Like, it's. Right, right? That's our nature, right? You're gonna, we're gonna put you in the mud and watch you waddle, watch you suffer, watch you. Knowing at any moment we could get you all dry clean you, whatever, whatever, and then hand you that. But they'd be like, What's the point? You didn't learn nothing. Like you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't you don't know what it's like. Like we want you to feel the whole complete scenario of struggle. Don't just say you're struggling. Like I want you to feel it. And and, and that's then, the and that's the problem is that when you feel it's like it's basically you telling people you like, hey, in the black community, the people are like, Oh, well, you know, I, I feel like even if you black and you you've been in jail your whole life because you, you you can't be like damn I can't wait to get out of this house I know white folks should be like damn I hope they never let me kick me the fuck out you know what I'm saying but like I was like damn I can't wait to get out on my own and this and that and another and then you know you you, you so in, you know independent and I saw I think it, it translates to a lot of our women too is that they want to be so independent like I don't need no man like girl you need a fucking hug like I just want to go back to the 1960s and 70s when somebody would just rub my back and say baby it's gonna be all right you know what I'm saying right. give me that big mama look like baby it's gonna be all right like damn baby you know what I'm saying we can we can make it with, with just ramen noodles in a bus pass you know what I'm saying if you if we got it like that but it's just like I, you know, I had a chick the other day tell me that she, uh, you know, I gave up my title of what I do and she was like, look down her nose at me. And so I was like, you know what? Send me your W-2. I prove it to you right now. I make two to three times what you make. And she sent me a W-2 of some 29,000 fucking dollars. I said, are you out of your mind? I sent her my W-2. It said 90, $87,900. And she, I was like, this is what I do. This is what you do. She was like, oh, well, you know, where are we going out to eat? I said, you fuck that up. It's over. You know what I'm saying? Right, because I instantly, in yeah, right. because you didn't even see how this is. I told you I was at my job for 10 years. I told you that this is a situation. I even told you I live on my own by those categorizations by myself. I said, and the cars and the shit like that. I said, I let you in on those things. I said, see, I could evaluate you as soon as I seen what you, you know, how you were speaking about money. I knew that you were broke. <laughs> I knew that you weren't living like we saw, you know, not broke, but I knew that you weren't you, like your mindset. She was like, oh, I'm saving for a bag. I said, you saving for Thank something you. to put See, something that's in? That's influence now. That's Cardi B's influence and these Twitter influences. If, if she ain't got a Birkin bag, you don't need her. Yeah. And, and then they said, oh, Cardi said something else. If, if he broke, don't give him no pussy. I'm like, well, then you going to be dry because, I mean, pretty much everything and I try to tell I even had to tell you know a bunch of women I'm like okay if you're a black man in America the average black man in America make about $55,000 a year right I said so if you're talking about uh, uh, you, you get into the high percentages when you start touching like 80, 90, $100,000. I said, it ain't a lot of black men that's touching $100,000 a year or even close to it, 70000 80000 no, We're going to give up by that time because you don't see that longevity, right? Mm-hmm. So the plan is, like you said, to retire, let's just say, by like 45, 50, and you think you would have that. But then it's like, you get to 35 and you're nowhere near. It's like, why keep pushing for it? I don't want it anymore. Right. And, and, that, and that's crazy. It's just like, because those are the households that really, because if we look at, you know, I look at, you know, comparison to, at least in this country, there's three comparisons. The, the, the uh, you know, the cohesiveness of the family of, an, of the Asian and the Latino, Right. They, right. Those through those two right there, then the motherfuckers could live fifty in a one house. Can you imagine fifty black folk in one family in one house? Somebody getting shot, somebody getting hit, somebody getting this this whoopings every day. Ain't gonna be shit in the refrigerator because everybody gonna be like stealing it, you know, name or not. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just it's, it's wild. You know what I'm saying? Who got the lights on? Who didn't left the lights on? Somebody getting hit. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be dysfunction. But, like, you see these people, and they, like, all get together. Even the Indians, they'll stay in an apartment together for, like, two, three years. And then, you know, go ahead and, you know, it'd be three families in there. And then they move out. And, you know, each family, they buy one house. And then somebody use the equity out of that house to buy another house or a business. It just, they know how to unify. They know how to gentrify. Because it's, because, we, yeah, they, they, they have that about them. It's just that us, 
our biggest problem is unity. I don't ever think that we could ever have another million man march because somebody going to be from the west side and somebody going to be from the east. And that, it's, yeah, that draws, it became division amongst ourselves now, right? right. It, it kills that now because you're right. It becomes west coast, east coast, the south, the southern border. Like, yeah. ain't nobody going to want to come and be in the middle. They're going to be like, for what? Mm-hmm. It's, it, and I this can't is, deal with him. He's from New York. I can't deal with them. They're from California. Exactly. I can't deal with them. They're from Texas. And what we ask for from our political leaders is another thing, too. I'm like, look, I don't care who you with, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian. I don't give a shit. If you black, I fuck with you. Yeah, I said, you know what I'm yeah, absolutely. Because let me tell you something. What the Democrat won't do, the black Democrat won't do, the black Republican will. Okay? And I'm about getting some shit done. I'm about getting it done because we we too far behind in the goddamn race to be like, I ain't fucking with him. What? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I may not agree with him politically, but I need to fuck with him because at the end of the day, if we if we two black faces in this white room, the fuck we talking about here? <laughs> like, right, like you take away, you know, the fame behind the suit and tie and just look at what is this his credentials, what is he bringing to the table? Exactly. That separates why I made my decision. It was like, even look at when Trump was going and then Kanye West threw his name in the ballot. And he figured, oh, I'm Kanye West. I'm, you know, this mega star producer rapper that was going to tie me in. And he had some votes. True enough, he had some votes. He had my vote. He had my vote too. I went for Kanye. I did. I went, right. I just I went to see if Ka- he was going to win. No, I went for Kanye just because I know I'm going to get the authentic <laughs> shit. Like, he gonna say whatever. He gonna say the shit that people he's don't want to say. what he is now, right? Yeah. We're making him crazy at now. Hey, he making... I, I don't think he's he crazy. Him. Look, look, I'm, I, I don't think he's crazy. I just think that he's he's telling the uncomfortable truths. You know, the uncomfortable truths is, is that, you know, it's people in this in this world that will manipulate you. And, you know, they'll say you crazy. They, tell, they said Martin was crazy. They said uh, uh, Malcolm was crazy. They, they right. say All Huey. the geniuses of this world have some sort of slander and right by yeah, their name. Absolutely. But then, Albert Einstein, the most smartest man, he mm-hmm. was crazy, right? Hell, uh, uh, even even Aristotle, Plato, all of them, they all was like, you, you're crazy. Now they're crazy. They're out of their minds because they make the most human sense. Right. They're not into the world. They're not into social media and the whole movement. they into what's right. And a lot of people don't want to do that. That's why I feel like a lot of people, like, see, this is the thing. A truth can be uncomfortable, but you just make your, you have to adjust yourself to be comfortable with it. It's not to say that you have to embrace it as as whole hard fat and dive into it. You just have to be like, okay, this is an uncomfortable truth. So we either going to deal, you're going to have to deal with it on some level. Like I told a woman, I told a girl that we work with that we know that she ain't never gonna have no husband or get no ring to her face. And she she was like, I don't want no ring. I said, good, cause you never gonna get one. You know what I'm saying? You telling me you got five niggas, but you you ain't can't none of them do for you. You're not white material. Right? Yeah, you you not you ain't gonna be nobody white. I said she was like, I don't wanna be nobody white. I said, Oh, okay. I said, but you so what is you what is you gaining? This world is not set up for single old women. Trust me. I know. I, I got a few in my family. And they, they just, it's not meant for them because then who, who going to take care of them? They can't, you know, who's going to take care of this aging population of single independent women? Because when you can't work no more, what you going to do? Your cats? You going to die alone in your cats? <laughs> With your cats? With your cats. Look, man, I got a, I had an auntie. They all got dogs now. I had an auntie who had a best friend. This woman had all the shit. She had all the, you know, the success in her career and all of that shit. This woman took five days. Five days she was dead. And nobody knew shit. Because she ain't had no kids and she ain't had, and the only reason why they knew is because the cats was getting out. <laughs> the one this cat went through the window. One cat went through the window, and they start smelling the dead body through the window. The cat came out of. So the cat was like, even the cat was like, "I'm out this motherfucker." <laughs> we are done. <laughs> but you know, it's it's just it's it's disheartening because we don't we don't see it like like if I see another this can't this upcoming summer can't be no city city girl summer. 
it can't it can't be no shit like that. Like I want to create a finishing school for young women. What? Yeah. You Why train? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I may not be, but you know what I'm saying. It's something that's got. No, my mama gonna run it. Okay. Yeah, mama gonna. My run mama it. gonna run it. Oh my god. Yeah, she like, gonna teach him. Look, uh, DJ Steady. Look, man. I, you know, it was, it was nice talking to you. I appreciate you jumping on the show. I don't want to hold up too much of your time because I gotta go to sleep anyway. I gotta go to work. But anyway. Right. Yeah. But you know, I appreciate you coming on the show. We do appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? And it's very enlightening. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, you know, I'm gonna see you tomorrow, right? Five o'clock. Yeah. Well, five o'clock yeah, my yeah. time. Wait, wait, five o'clock your time, right? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks. me. Let me know. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, I got we'll you. On. All right, gang. All right. All right, man. You enjoy yourself, man. Enjoy it. You too. All right, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. That concludes this episode of Chronicles of the Whip. Uh, what I really want from you guys is some feedback, okay? That's what I really need. I need some feedback. I need to know, am I wasting my time doing this or should I keep pressing on? Do I really got something here? You know what I'm saying? Let me know. You know what I'm saying? You can hit me up on Instagram, you know, at Charlie underscore D-R-O underscore E-N-T. You know, my profile is public, you know, so you can hit me up on Facebook, Charlie Dro, you know, you'll see it. You'll see me, you know what I'm saying, the blackest guy up there, you know what I'm saying? Give me some feedback, you know what I'm saying? Hope you enjoyed this episode of Chronicles of the Whip.